Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Get in Crash Position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off three. How you doing, Freak Nation? Big night here in the Freak Nation. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll do it every Sunday night, man. 17 and a half years of doing this happy-ass show. And again, thank you guys for being a part of it. All the affiliates, racetalkradio.com, SiriusXM. Tune in, iHeart. Man. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yep. Justin Allgaier, your Xfinity Point Series frontrunner. We're joining us in the second hour. We're going to hear from Matt Hagen, NHRA Funny Car winner from Las Vegas, as well as your Pro Stock winner, Greg Anderson, is going to be joining us. And Rusty Wallace, former NASCAR champion, legend, Hall of Famer, he's going to be joining us. Is he in the second hour, Crasher? He is this hour. Ah. We got him at, what What are we, Pacific Time, 740. 740 Pacific. 1040 Eastern. So it's a big old show for you, Freak Nation. You saw the controversy with the Martinsville finish. Well, the controversy is flat out between Denny Hamlin and I almost said Joe Chase. Elliott. Chase Elliott. Joe, yeah, Joe Elliott, uh, lead singer of Def Leppard, was in uh, the number 24. <laughs> <laughs> See, Stab Man, yeah. everything goes back to music, man. It always goes back to music. Music is the center of the universe. <laughs> Stab Man, we asked a question on Twitter. Was Denny Hamlin's move legit? Uh, overwhelmingly, where do you think the Freak Nation landed on this one? Uh, I have no idea. The Freak Nation <laughs> changes week to week. I'm going to say they agreed. Nope. It is, Crasher, it was like 12% to 88% at this point. What the hell is oh. it sitting at now? Yeah, it, no, it, no, Statman, it was completely upside down with what I expected. Absolutely. 14% say freaking A, yeah. And 86% say hells to the no. Denny Hamlin's move was not legit with Chase Elliott. Wow. I mean, Denny Hamlin has lost an enormous amount of following. It would seem that I wonder where that came from. You know, I'd I'd still go to me, Denny Hamlin, the picture of Denny Hamlin is him sitting at behind the hauler in Phoenix after he just lost a chance to win a championship. What was that? Maybe 10 years ago. Uh, and maybe he's lost a lot of fans. He was a very popular driver and, um, uh, you know, maybe he, maybe his fans have abandoned him. Well, did you hear the booing? I don't know if it's necessarily that the Denny Hamlin fans have abandoned him because I just don't see that as being possible in NASCAR, but that there are so many people in love with Chase Elliott and cheering for him kind of as the underdog right now because he still hasn't found his first win and it could have been today. But because of the booze, it's interesting what Denny Hamlin put up on social media just about an hour after all the interviews. He kind of just kept, well, I'll just read it. You, you tell me what you think about this. This was on Facebook and Twitter. I've raced nearly 10,000 races since I was seven. Today was the first time I've ever spun the leader. I what? regret that the outcome, I regret the outcome because it was not intentional the way it turned out, but I'm responsible for my own car and I take blame. Nothing I say now can turn back the clock, but it's a life lesson, and I hope no kids out there who aspire to race think that that's the way you should do it. 
It's becoming a norm in our sport now, and I hate that, and I'm now the discussion as a guilty party. But I'll move on and hope Chase, his team, and fans will accept my apology. hey Does that sound like today's politics and politicians right there, Statman? <laughs> Uh, he he didn't use the word fake and he didn't blame it on the Chinese. So that, that doesn't sound like today's political world. I just, what my reference to politicians was the fact that he says, that's where we are now. And that's where a lot of politicians sit. This is where we are now with this talk to your face with the middle finger front and center. Each time we have an opinion, <laughs> it just, or sure. is it because he was a little afraid of, like Statman alluded to, people jumping off the Hamlin bandwagon? He heard the boos. It was they were huge boos post race for Denny Hamlin. Uh, turn it around. Turn it around the other way. What if, what if uh, Elliot had got up the sack to just deck um, <laughs> Ham? Where do you think the fans would, where do you think their social media would be then? They've had fights before at the end of NASCAR races and Elliot, if he was leading and, and, uh, you know, he's got a right to stand up for himself. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what's needed. Maybe he needed to just deck him and uh, have him go to blows right there in the middle of the racetrack. Better yet, Crasher, will you put this poll out there? All right. I got a feeling I know who would win. Okay. Who would win in this fight? Joe Gibbs or Rick Hendrick? Oh, you think? <laughs> Hendrick all the way. What? Would Ooh, beat he... Joe Gibbs' ass? Are you kidding me? Joe Gibbs no. would say but he would. Have no, you seen Joe Gibbs' no. guns, Crasher? I, no, I don't. I don't buy it. He what? wouldn't get in a fight because it would be against. His I'm talking about fight, but it's legit fight. It's a legit fight. He kick his ass. More freaks coming up. Welcoming in our second half of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. It's Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. A big show for you. We have NASCAR Xfinity Points Leader Justin Allgaier joining us. Rusty Wallace here in the Freak Nation. NHRA Pro Stock Multi-Time Champion will be here. Greg Anderson and NHRA Funny Car winner Matt Hagen in about four minutes. Crasher, let's put that poll up there. In a legit fight, I mean toe-to-toe. Fist to face, who would win, Rick Hendrick or Joe Gibbs? Of course, spinning that off of the, well, the controversy at the end of the race, the NASCAR race in Martinsville today, where Denny Hamlin, did he or did he not punt Chase (laughs) Elliott out of the lead? Let me get to the rest of the news and notes, though. Brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to ContinentalTire.com to find the righteous rubber for your righteous ride. That's ContinentalTire.com. Title was wrapped in Formula One. And this was an interesting race today down in Mexico City. Quite possibly the drama hangover from the Austin F1 GP motivated Max Verstappen because, well, he dominated in Mexico City today, Sunday. The bigger story, though, is Lewis Hamilton. Contact with his rival title contender Sebastian Vettel on lap one made this a very interesting race. But Hamilton finished ninth, and that was enough to give Lewis his fourth F1 championship. hey yo. In NASCAR, let's talk about first-time winners. Noah Gregson completely beside himself with his first top-tier NASCAR win. Noah took his first in Martinsville on Saturday for Kyle Busch Motorsports. And, well, then boss man Kyle Busch was the winner in the Cup Series on Sunday at the track of, yes, the originality of the Rectum Rockets. In NHRA, let's continue with first-time winners. How about Terry McMillan in Las Vegas in NHRA Top Fuel? 
Yes. Terry McMillan nabbing the Wally after Brittany Force red lit in the final. Other Vegas winners, Matt Hagan, he joins us next. Greg Anderson, he'll be with us next hour. And Eddie Craywick. Other news, IndyCar drivers Connor Daly and Alex Rossi are apparently still competing in the upcoming reality show, The Great American Race. Yes, get ready for that. And while they are somewhere international, Ed Jones signed his first full-time 2018 ride with Chip Ganassi Racing. I'm putting it up there, man. Joe Gibbs versus Rick Hendrick. Oh, Crasher, I've seen Joe Gibbs' guns. Okay. They're legit, man. They are legit. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. Coming up, Matt Hagen. Talk about a dude you don't want to box. NHRA Funny Car winner from Vegas. Joining us, coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits in the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic catspot litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you, and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor-eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com. So you're driving something big or small that demands synthetic oils? Then you need to add Lucas Pure Synthetic Oil Stabilizer with each oil change, which won't be that often, as Lucas Special Formula increases oil life up to 50% longer, all while reducing heat and wear in your car or truck's engine. You'll find increased power and fuel economy as well. If it spins, heats, shifts, or turns, you need Lucas Pure Synthetic Oil Stabilizer. Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr. The semifinal. The farewell. The Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. 
Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Speedfreaks.tv. Miss any of the show. That's where you go tomorrow morning. We'll have it up there for you. Speedfreaks.tv. This segment brought to you by our friends at Cat Spot Letter. Catspotletter.com is where you go, man, for 100% organic cat litter. Catspotletter.com. Delivered to your door monthly, 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks a month for Cat Spot Litter. Kenny Sargent, Statman, Crash Gladys, looking for Matt Hagen to check in with the Freak Nation. Evidently, dude's throwing down some Budweiser's right now, not picking up his snappy phone, Crash. He's in Vegas, ah. where we are going to be starting tomorrow for the SEMA show. There's loads of adult beverages to be consumed in Las Vegas. I knew this poll would get a lot of folks fired up. Who would win in a toe-to-toe, fist-to-face brawl? Rick Hendrick or Joe Gibbs? Statman, once again, I'm going to go to you. You being our insider, <laughs> not being able to correctly guess our poll results. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think? Who do you think's winning the poll out of the gate? Who's winning the poll? I'm I'm going with Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs <laughs> fought off linebackers and strong safeties and everybody on the NFL sidelines for years. And from the way you chuckled, I'm probably wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 66% say Rick Hendrick, the team owner for four NASCAR Cup cars, including Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Chase Elliott and, of course, Jimmy Johnson. And then Joe Gibbs, who owns all those Toyota Toyota cars with Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. And that's why we put it out there, because Joe Gibbs owns Denny Hamlin's car. Right. And Rick Hendrick owns Chase Elliott's number 24 car. So, well, as long with Jeff Gordon. Well, maybe if we put Jeff Gordon and Rick Hendrick on Joe Gibbs, they might have a shot at it. Don't you think Joe Gibbs is relatively scrawny compared to his what are NFL? You compared to his NFL days, he is a scrawnier man. Scrawny is not Joe Gibbs, Crash way there's no way i mean, i'm sorry have, i don't see him as big look at a picture of go go google an image of joe gibbs and the first thing you're going to see is guns <laughs> no no i see an old man no freak nation help look we got to turn crash on that i don't it's not like i have favorites here crasher 800-878-7529 that's 800-878-PLAY 800-878-PLAY Crasher's saying no. Rick Hendrick, I mean, the guys have, love Rick Hendrick, but the guys had health issues. He's probably got a, a much larger waist than Rick Hendrick. He, oh, he couldn't chase. No. He couldn't no. chase Joe Gibbs down the front stretch of his front yard, Rick Crash. Rick Hendrick is a svelte man, and he's, he's younger. He's not svelte. Yes, he oh, you are thinking, okay, who are you thinking of? You're thinking of Richard Childress, who, by the way, hashtag hold my watch, was a fighting owner. <laughs> I would, now that would be a match. Crasher. Damn it, Statman! What's going on here, man? She's sipping the Kool-Aid. Uh, you, you, you know, you got to be careful when you bring logic into the NASCAR world because <laughs> it always goes upside down. I'm looking at a picture of Joe Gibbs next to Tony Stewart, and Tony Stewart, granted, Tony is a little bigger these days, but he far outsizes Joe Gibbs. No, I'm not going with Joe Gibbs in this fight. Rick well, Hendrick all the way. 
The little guys, you got to be careful. The little guys will wail on you. Say, Who's beating on me? And why do I hurt? I mean, <laughs> you got to take, take Joe Gibbs, Crash. Come on. Joe Gibbs, I mean, he's he's grabbed 300-pound defensive ends and smacked them around. If he, You think he's going to let some – Hendrick is not a millennial, for crying out loud. <laughs> it doesn't make him tough. Clancy, get on the mic here. All right, Alex Clancy, who's running the board for us here in in Phoenix. Now, you don't, you wouldn't know Rick Hendrick if he came in here and bitch in the ass, would you? I just googled the situation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stay up with this. Okay, I understand that. Now, have you ever seen Joe Gibbs guns? No, I but I agree with Crash. He looks like Tales from the Crypt. Oh my God, man, what's going on? Just because he played football eight decades ago doesn't mean that he still has guns now. I've seen his guns recently, man. He hangs out with a snappy little polo and those big thr- Crasher, when he comes out to Phoenix, we're going to let you measure Joe Gibbs' guns. Okay, that's a video. That's a Facebook Live video. I'm going to take a tape measure around Joe Gibbs' bicep. <laughs> <laughs> that's two weeks away. Stay tuned, Freak Nation. Texas, you guys, Dallas, Fort Worth, you guys have Joe Gibbs, the hated Redskins man. You have him this week. So if somebody can get to him before me when he comes to Phoenix, do it. <laughs> and then get Rick Hendrick while you're at it. We got to do a whole tale of the tape. And that's what that's what you ought to do. A whole tale of the tape between the two of them. I mean, you that size. size Crash, maybe you're. Size does not yep, matter. Yeah, you almost went there, Statman. <laughs> you almost went there. No, and I will. I will agree with Statman on that one. It's not the size of the ship; it's the motion of the ocean. Okay, so, cool. Absolutely, Statman. Bravo. Uh, then, then he's got. You got to believe that Gibbs has some serious motion just to get out of the way of <laughs> the people that he's gotten out of the way of. Hendrick wouldn't know how to hit him. He'd bob and weave and wake up with a crowd standing over him. He wouldn't know what hit him. Stat, I think Rick Hendrick, again, a great human being, he would bob and that's it. He would bob and fall down. (laughs) He wouldn't be able to bob and weave, man. (laughs) This is funny. I punch in, in Google search, I punch in Joe Gibbs' big arms, and there's just nothing that comes up. See? Okay, then punch. Okay, then, then you know what? Then this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to punch in Rick Hendricks' belly and see what comes up. All right. Well, and then snakes come up. Rick Hendrick does not have a belly. He's not. Why do like all these the snakes come owners? up? Look, Crasher. Look, I punched in Rick Hendricks' belly, and all these snakes come up. There must be a Hendrick snake, <laughs> and the <laughs> Hendrick snake must be able to ingest a lot of. Large animals. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Rick Hendricks' belly comes up. Dr. Rick, what the hell? Why do all these snakes come This is getting ridiculous, man. So regardless, Freak Nation, that's kind of how we roll. And we'll give the latest on the poll. We asked you, Freak Nation, who would win in a toe-to-toe, fist-to-face brawl? The owner of Chase Elliott's number 24, Rick Hendrick, or Joe Gibbs, the owner of Denny Hamlin's number 11? Far and away, you say, Freak Nation, Rick Nation, excuse me, Rick Hendrick, 70% to Joe Gibbs, 30%. What? I say the same damn thing. Holy smokes. We've even got people chiming in who would take down both of them. we got the rooster, Ricky Rudd, 
well, uh, Tony Stewart, yeah. AJ Floyd. <laughs> yes, on all of those. <laughs> those are all bigger, stronger men, in my uh, opinion, and in maybe, Twitter's opinion. Maybe not Foyt right now, Crash. I mean, That's Foyt true. might be. You know, Foyt's had some health issues and. And uh, he'd probably take one swing, and that maybe that's all he'd need. But However, he, do you remember, though, last year people were shocked at how vivacious he was during the month of May because he just came off some stem cell therapy south of the border, and he said he felt almost 20, 30 years younger. So, yeah, let's put Foyt back, right, back in make, this argument. That would just make him old. <laughs> <laughs> old and a little more sprite. Uh, no. Uh, Make him old. <laughs> Seriously. What? Crasher. Statman can back me up on this. Alex, do you have any idea of the name Dexter Manley? Do you know who that is? Sounds like a porn star name. It does kind of. Uh, he he committed some flagrant acts on the football field that might be considered pornographic. <laughs> but Statman, wouldn't you agree any coach that could handle Dexter Manley, you're not going to back him up into a corner? Without question, you know, I mean, it, you look at the guys now, look at the guys on the pit crews. When Joe Gibbs comes into the, into the pits before, during, or after a race, they all stop and drop their shoulders and look at him like they've been little kids getting ready to get a spanking. He commands wherever he goes. He's in charge of the room, the space, wherever he is. Telling you, Freak Nation, a little disappointed in you. You guys are playing favorites. You're, 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 it's because Joe Gibbs has the hated Kyle Bush. Now, Denny Hamlin seems to be on that same mantle as Kyle Bush. I mean, come on. I mean, who Does anybody hate Matt Kenseth? Oh, no. He's no. a metalhead. You love Matt Kenseth yeah. because of his metalheadness. So uh, it's got to be the vitriol thrown towards... Kyle Bush and Denny Hamlin, because those, you're right, Crasher, those boos during the interview with Chase Elliott were incredible. Uh, or, or, excuse me, the boos during Denny Hamlin, and then when well, Chase, Chase yeah. Elliott came up on the big screen, people went bonk mm-hmm. uh, on NBC. It's completely nuts. Chasing down our good friend Matt Hagan, NHRA Funny Car winner, to join us here in the Freak Nation, your Statman Scat, coming up in moments. Crasher, did I see some news in regards to F1 and a current IndyCar driver? Current IndyCar driver? Yeah. Or who we thought was going to be an IndyCar driver, Brendan Hartley. I don't know about a current. Oh, you're talking about Graham Rahal. Now you spoiled the... That's the tease, Crash. No, no, it's it's still a tease. It's still a tease. <laughs> oh, it is still a tease. Mm-hmm. Hey, Freak Nation, F1 and Graham Rahal. What do they have in common? <laughs> well... It's not pornographic material. That's next. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. World Rallycross fans here in America were pleased to learn the series would finally make its maiden voyage to the U.S. at Circuit of the Americas next season. Coming to America is important for all sponsors and automakers in the championship, but the schedule makes the trip puzzling at best. The series comes to Canada where it's raced for each of its four seasons. That happens the first weekend in August next year, but it won't come to Coda in Texas for another eight weeks in between her stops in France and Latvia. In fact, the trip's 
to France and Latvia and Austin, Texas are all in the month of September. I'm told the teams are okay with the strange scheduling. Apparently coming to America is worth it to those who pay the bills. At any rate, the trip to Dakota might be spectacular. Not only is the venue excellent, but the track is building a separate rallycross stadium in an amphitheater setting. I wonder if global rallycross will be around long enough to race on the facility. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. <laughs> According, to, According the facts, to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 $100 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night in the Lucas Oil Studios. 
segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. You log on to lucasoil.com. Got yourself a sports car. What about a sedan? What about a motorcycle? What about a big old boat? They got the right lube for that precious ride out there in your garage. In storage, you go to lucasoil.com to keep your car or your boat or your motorcycle on the road. Uh, it would I would be remiss if I didn't say this, but holy smokes, stat man, did you have to change your diapers two or three times last night with that game between the Buckeyes and Penn State? No, but I got an eviction notice out of my uh, apartment <laughs> from screaming so loud. <laughs> they, people were banging on the walls, the floor, the door, and they said, hey, we can't have that. Well, let me read you Graham Rahal's tweet. After literally Who's Graham Rahal, Graham Rahal IndyCar driver, yeah. IndyCar winner, his he, he tweeted yesterday, mm, I think it was before the game was over. Yes, it was before the game was over, but this after a slew of tweets about the game. Dear followers, I apologize for my game tweets. My heart beats faster than the grid of the Indy 500. I peed 20 times and I didn't sit down once. <laughs> of course, Graham Rahal being a diehard, just like Statman, Ohio State Buckeye fan. I know I was one of hundreds of thousands who put that game to bed going into the second half. <laughs> and I just started to imbibe and cook dinner for my family and play with my daughter. And then I decided to turn that TV on to catch the second half of that ASU-USC game. Why did I do that? I don't know. And then I saw the scroll. No, no. Oh, no, it's r- Statman, it was right when the fans were rushing the field. And I went, and I said, I said, no, I didn't. Like, Holy smokes. And Crash goes, what, what, what? And I had to break the news to her. That was an incredible <laughs> finish. <laughs> if if I'd have had some place to go, because I can't watch the Buckeyes lose. If I'd have had some place to go, I would have got up and left when uh, Barrett <laughs> fumbled that, uh, that handoff. And I'd have missed the end of it, too. But I got up to leave, and I said, ah, screw it. I didn't have anywhere else to go, so... I just sat there and watched it, and uh, yeah, I text. There's, I have like six friends that we went to school together and grew up together. A couple of us have known each other for you know, a bunch of years, and we're all on online texting each other. And you know, we said we could still do this. <laughs> I just laughed and said, "Yeah, right." <laughs> and all, all of a sudden, said, "Hey, we got a shot at this," and it just went bananas after that. Before we get into this F1 story, I know we got to be out in seven minutes, but real quick, something that we haven't talked about, and this came out, ah, this didn't, this came out after our show on Sunday. Did Statman Crasher, did you see the change in points and qualifying for Supercross for the 2018 season? Ooh, I did not delve into the email because it came out literally an hour after we got off the air last Sunday, so I thought, well, it's going to be irrelevant come next Sunday. I'll catch up on it before the season, so go. They've implemented the Triple Crown, the Monster Energy Supercross Triple Crown, a three-city showdown hosted at Angel Stadium in Anaheim in January, January 20th, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, March 3rd, and U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, where both the 250 and 450 classes will compete in three main events. Qualifying races will deduce the field to the top 22 riders in each class. I don't need to get into that. But what they've done is that the elimination, they've eliminated semifinal races. I did see that, yes. Where it's it's last chance qualifiers now. So it's basically a first qualifier, initial qualifier race, and then LCQ. Correct. So you've got two chances instead of three as in the past. Yep. 
Statman, we've said this about Supercross every year. They're, we've championed what Supercross has done in one day, and now they're taking it and chopping it down even more to make sure that they are they're able to keep the fans interested in that stadium. Uh, and I don't. I don't understand some of this stuff. I tried to understand that last week, and it just makes no sense to me. They've got one of the best shows in racing outside of the world of outlaws. Supercross is one of the best shows in racing, and why they want to dabble with it and change it and uh, make it, I don't know, to me, minimize it is unreal. I know you have to make change to stay current, but you know, change for the sake of change is, is insanity to me. It's getting back to what we've seen in NASCAR, in my opinion, NASCAR, NHRA. And if you look at this last sentence of the second paragraph that was part of this failed motorsports release saying, the new point system will ensure that the race to the championship will be much more competitive throughout the season as the reward is greater for a better finish. The gap between first, second, and third, that those points, they haven't changed. So again, this is what they're trying to do, Statman. They're, they're trying to up the rear. Yeah, they're they're trying to keep it interested to where there might be five or six or whatever six five riders that could win the championship going in to Vegas. And we're going to hear from Greg Anderson coming up next hour about the same thing that can happen in Pomona. There's going to be three or four drivers that are going to be running for that championship because of these little tricks that they're throwing in with these point differentiations. Something that NASCAR has been doing for, what, this seven years now? Six years now with their playoffs? Oh, no, not. doing something, but we look, we talked about IndyCar, what, a couple of months ago, that for like 12 straight years, the ra- the championship has come down to the last race, and they don't have any gimmicks. If a guy is in control, let him be in control. The fans understand that, and if, they, if their guy is out of it, they want to see excellence. I, to, to manufacture competition, to me, minimizes the value of the, re, the, the the award at the end of the year. For the most part, IndyCar does not have any gimmicks, but, you know, motorsports, it's monkey see, monkey do. For the last two years, IndyCar has put double points on the Indy 500 and the season finale. Now, I think they're doing away with that for next year, but... Because other series were making points a bigger premium at some places, IndyCar jumped on board with that as well. I, I, you know, I just, I that doesn't change what I feel about the whole thing. Yeah. Let them race, and and that's, I think NASCAR is the perfect example of how to screw up a good thing uh, by changing it every other year. You don't know where a champion this year relates to champions of the times past. Because everybody's running for a different championship every year. Statman, Kenny Sargent, Crash Gladys, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Crasher, we got two minutes quickly here. Graham Rahal put out a tweet in reference to the only U.S.-based F1 team. Well, there's been some controversy. There's been some controversy recently about the Haas F1 team, which is the only American-based Formula One team and them not having an American driver. So the their main executive, Gunther, I forget his last name, Gunther Steiner, I believe it is, with Haas F1, Kenny's favorite name, finally answered some of the criticism and said something like, my opinion of an American driver is that, yes, it would be great, but the program needs to be successful. I'm not saying 
New Garden or anybody else could not be successful, but nobody from America can just jump into it. It's different when you go from Le Mans to Formula One as everything is familiar there, but if you come from another series and jump into F1, it's just too difficult. Well, Graham Rahal responded on Twitter and said, hey, wait, American drivers are prepared, and if Haas truly believes that, he should give us a shot. Just saying. Hey, Graham, I'm going to go to F1. (laughs) But if Gunther is specifically saying he didn't think Joseph Newgarden could make the jump, then what would make him believe that Graham Rahal could? I mean, we may, as fans, think that they're better than what the Scott Speed experiment or the Alexander Rossi experiment was. But again, it's clearly Gunther Steiner with Haas F1 has no confidence in American drivers right now. I want to expand on that. I want to I want to pick Statman's brain on Formula One and the lack of success on uh, the American front, not just from an engineering standpoint, but really a driver standpoint. To I want to ask layman questions of Statman. Are you ready, Stat? Oh yeah, I've got, already got the answers bubbling uh, to the surface. One of the most controversial drivers back in the 80s and early 90s, Rusty Wallace, former NASCAR champion. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Bits at Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. If the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe each time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas' unique formula fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr. The semifinal. The farewell. The Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com. Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic cat spot litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you, and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor-eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com. 
Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Seems like yesterday But it was long ago You know, I hate to admit this Bob Seger was playing downtown Phoenix last night, and I missed it. Yep, I missed it. I missed it. But you went to bed at what time? Early. (laughs) (laughs) You would have missed it anyway. (laughs) Well, maybe I would have been able to curtail my alcohol consumption if I was at a concert. (laughs) Curtail? Curtail at a concert? That man, a fourteen dollar beer can, can curtail even the sturdiest of drinkers. Yeah, you got that right. You got we, we. The last time I went to Staples Center, the guy asked me if I want a beer. I was waiting on you, as a matter of fact. Guy dropped yeah. a small yeah. beer on there, like an eight ounce beer, twelve dollars. I sucked on that for like twenty minutes. I said, "We're not going to get another one out of." <laughs> An eight-ounce beer? Yeah, you know, it was like two eyedroppers. And that was, you know, eight, $12. And he looked at me like, you going to pay or what? <laughs> Rick Nation, coming in my moments, former NASCAR champion, uh, a dude that's not afraid to speak his mind, Rusty Wallace. He was out here in Phoenix recently. We had a chance to catch up with him about Phoenix Raceway and NASCAR in general. But quickly, Statman, coming from a – let's just – let's talk in lay terms here. And someone out there that may follow motorsports on the peripheral wondering, oh, who cares about Formula One? It doesn't mean much to the states. And, and actually, the grand scheme of things, it does to Formula One. But they asked the question of why can't American drivers get a ride in those buggies? Why can't they? Why can't the, the, the champions of IndyCar run in there? Because they they haven't shown success. They haven't shown the ability to be successful at it. And until they do, no one's going to take the chance. Michael uh, Michael uh, Andretti went to McLaren, one of the top teams, and like uh, 20 years ago, and he was the the fastest guy in uh, IndyCar, and he would he couldn't today he wouldn't be able to get into the third uh, session. He wouldn't be in the front half of the field. I mean, there's the the guys that come up in F1 started racing against each other in go karts, and they know each other. They raced against each other. They raced two or three times a week. They're they're just prepared, and the the uh, the people see them and they start backing them when they're ten or twelve years old, and they back them all the way into F1. These these guys are, you know, that it's different when you race an IndyCar, and maybe some IndyCar people aren't going to like this, but when you race an IndyCar, and uh, like in baseball, 
you can you know bump around in the minors and get to even triple a ball but if you can't hit that major league fastball or the major league curve they don't want you in the major leagues you know i i look at I compare Formula One and the insurgence of soccer with American athletes, and I just think that they're, I think that's Formula One's fault then, because what Americans have done, they've evolved over the last 30 years to where they've shown that they can compete with other big league European players. I, you're right. Maybe Michael Andretti scared the bejesus out of these billion dollar team owners, afraid to take a, a flyer on a driver or two, but. This is such a different animal now. I mean, these these guys are running go karts now. I don't know if Michael Andretti was running go karts at seven oh, or yeah. six. Oh, was yes, he? he was. Okay, Absolutely. I I just think there's so many other drivers out there that maybe it was the Andretti that scared the hell out of these guys not to bring over four or five drivers to let them try it out. In fact, what's his name? Skip Diggitus, who won the Indy 500. Alex Rossi. Alex Rossi. Wasn't he in line to run? No, he was already running yeah. in Formula One. Also a not successful story. But was Another he, American driver. Alex well, Rossi, Scott Speed, Michael Andretti. They've had no success in Formula One. Statman, were those two drivers running with good teams or backmarker teams? They were running with – there's only two good teams in – uh, F1 right now. That's Ferrari and Mercedes, and maybe a, a half step behind them is Red Bull. And if you're not in one of those cars, you're not going to win a race. I don't care how good you are. But if they're not, Alexander Rossi couldn't get to the front of the line, couldn't compete at the front of the line. He comes right. here in the first year, wins the Indy 500, the, the biggest race in IndyCar. But he has so, not won a race since, which is. Telling. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, but they do get they do they do want American drivers, but American drivers don't race as much. They don't have as much experience. They don't race uh, two or three times a week. They don't. Wait, hold race- on, Statman, Statman. NASCAR drivers are the best in the world, and those are all American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why. They, that's why they crashed today. Uh, oh, right, <gasps> right. Got it. About <laughs> <laughs> ah, Freak Nation, Phoenix Raceway, they're going bonkers right now. They're changing the setup of the track. Millions and millions and millions of dollars to the interior, exterior, taking out stands, putting in stands. And one of the representatives for Phoenix Raceway, of course, is Rusty Wallace, former NASCAR champion, a dude that's not afraid to speak his mind. And, and Rusty, the things that Phoenix Raceway is doing for the 2018 season, it's freaking nuts, isn't it? My gosh, the money that they decided to spend in, in, in to do to this track, it, it, it'll be the most modern track in all of NASCAR right alongside uh, Daytona International Speedway. Because that track just underwent a $400 million uh, rebuild, and now Phoenix International Raceway is having the same thing done to it. But, boy, it's the start-finish plans to be moved from where it is now all the way around the track to different locations. Like I said, new grandstands, new infield buildings. This place is absolutely beautiful. You won't even notice it. It's so cool. Yeah, but I got to brag a little bit. The West Coast gets lucky. We're just more fortunate, I guess. We're at Daytona. It's a beautiful rebuild as well. But in Phoenix, you can have food delivered to your seat thanks to the the new app that's going to come along with this new track. So I still think we got it good in the West. (laughs) (laughs) You can. Going to the West is pretty cool because you just like you said, I mean, these guys, they they looked at what happened to different tracks around the country and different sporting venues around the country. 
and they gave all the amenities and all the perks, all the great, you know, parking, all the great, you know, a Wi-Fi access. They're going to have, they're going to flood the place with super high-powered Wi-Fi because uh, people are always on their phones 24 hours a day nowadays. It seems like. And what are you talking myself. about? Hold on, I want to take a selfie real quick as we do this interview. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there Got you it. go. <laughs> Rusty Wallace, Hall of Famer, NASCAR champion, torn the freaks. Rusty, you look at the rebuild of this track, and you look at the fans with NASCAR or sports in general. I got a feeling that there are going to be many others that follow the lead of Phoenix Raceway because we've got to address, I don't give a damn if it's football, baseball, or NASCAR, we've got to address those that aren't coming back or coming to watch these sports. Yeah, I mean, you got to get more perks. There's no doubt about it. It's got to be nice. It's got to be easy for them. And, uh, you know, Phoenix Raceway is one of them that realizes that. I think, honestly, uh, all the racetracks are realizing that. And they're all planning everything they possibly can do to retain the current fan and get the new, the, the new ones out through the tracks. Because, yeah, I mean, all sports are slowing up a little bit. And uh, they're, all, they're all wanting attention. They, they, they do not want to lose the revenue they've been getting. But you know they know they got to they got to get on the game and they got to put on really good races and they got to make it exciting, or people aren't going to come back. But Phoenix has got that and they're working on it really hard right now. Rusty Wallace, you are always one to speak your mind. So we want to get some candid response from you. Phoenix International Raceway is changing, reconfiguring the track, putting the start-finish line in a different place. It's supposed to create much better racing, and it probably will. What are some of the things that maybe other tracks can do to make better racing and a better show for the fans? Well, I think they could do that. I mean, I remember when Darlington, South Carolina, took the front straightaway and moved to the back straightaway, and they did that to give themselves more room to grow and easier for the race fans. And now Phoenix is doing it because they've got the the way the track is shaped right now. There's a pretty long straightaway on the back side of the track, and they thought if they put it back there – they could bring the grandstands around and make this place bigger and more exciting. And also, they can put more camper sites in so the people have more access in those camper sites. They actually look right down at the track. And so there's many, many perks uh, and reasons they've done what they're doing with moving the start-finish line. But one thing it does do, which is just flat, real simple, it's a change, and it's different. It's an exciting move. And the racetrack, I mean, all the drivers that I've talked to, are embracing it right now. They like it. Speaking of changes and bringing new excitement to any sport, with NASCAR after Talladega, there were some complaints that the cautions were too long, there were too many cautions, the race itself was just too long for somebody to sit down on an entire Sunday afternoon, especially during football season, to watch. Are you in favor of shortening some of the races, number one, and then number two, possibly shortening the schedule as maybe not next year, but as we get through the coming years in order to keep people's interest and not drown the market with so much NASCAR? Yeah, I don't think it's controversial for me to say that, that yeah, I think both are the things you said. Uh, there's room to shorten some of the races we go to. Remember, remember they used to be 500 milers. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any 500 milers any longer except the one big, big one's called the 600 that is uh, over there at Fontana. And then you do have the California 500 still. But other than that, very few left. Uh, I think you could shorten those. I sure do think you could shorten them. As far as the schedule, as a driver, man, I you know that's one of the reasons I retired. I just got tired of racing so many races. I just finally said, I've had it. I can't, I can't keep up with it. I, I did for a long time, and not seeing my family much and being on the road 24-7 got, caught me, you know. 
So if we were still running, you know, 30 races a year or 32, you know, I'd probably still be around. But, you know, when it hit 36, that was uh, too much for me. And I did all I could. And But, you know, there, there is talk uh, amongst the teams and drivers and people that keep coming up to me, at least, that, you know, there might be a day in, in the near future we see this schedule get knocked back because, yeah, people's just ten- attention spans are short right now. And, uh, you know, I think supply and demand's got something to do with this, too, that would, you know, less races might make it stronger. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in, in with you on that one. That's not controversial for me to say it too much. I am a NASCAR guy, and I love this sport, so I'm not going to ever say anything bad about it. But I'm always going to say things that maybe I think can help it. Rusty Wallace, we're seeing a lot of changes in NASCAR and the Cup Series right now. Some of the older names, names are gone now. They were synonymous with NASCAR like Labonte, Earnhardt, Hugh, Rusty Wallace. And now the new names are coming on board. What are fans supposed to do now? How do we stay involved in the sport when all these new faces are coming online? The, the, you know, we're just going to have to watch the new guys come on. That's basically it. Yeah, the Rusty Wallaces are gone right now, and the Dale Jarrett's and the Jeff Gordons and the Dale Earnhardt Seniors and and guys like that. And now we've got the young Chase Elliott's coming up, the Ryan Blaney's coming on. Uh, we've got you know the Eric Joneses. We've got all these younger guys that are honing their skills, getting better and better and better, that's, which are building a fan base. And so that's what's going to happen. You're just going to see this natural uh, progression. You know, it happens in all sports. But, you know, it's really affected NASCAR more than stick and ball. That's for sure. For whatever reason, uh, I know that, you know, when I quit driving, fans said, man, I, who do I pull for? I said, well, pull for Carl Edwards. And then Carl Edwards quit. And then they said, well, who's closest to you? And I said, well, you know, I think Kevin Harvick's really close to my driving style. And, and, it, and so a lot of them started pulling for Harvick. And a lot of them pulled for Brad Keselowski because he took over my ride. Hmm. Uh, but then... You know, they, they still start, you know, well, I'm pulling for these different guys now, but they're still just not meeting my desire, what i like to have. And, it's, and they keep saying it's just not what it used to be. But, you know, it's getting better. It really is. All I can tell you that, you know, I'm, I'm really proud that, you know, I lived the days when uh, it was at its peak, when the racing was at its very highest, and every single track was sold out, every single race. But, you know, I, I had to quit. You know, I was tired. And so, and, and Mr. Earnhardt, that passed away, and, Jeff got tired and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're passing around these other cats, and let's just hope they can keep the sport strong as much as we tried to do, you know. The <laughs> topping out ceremony at Phoenix Raceway, it's going to be an incredible Freak Nation when you go there in November. Then, of course, next year when it's the complete rebuild, really proud of what Phoenix Raceway and the gang's doing over there and proud that Rusty Wallace came in from Charlotte to be a part of this. Rusty Wallace. Hall of Famer, NASCAR champion, joining the Freaks, Fox Sports 910. Thank you, Rusty. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Cool. Rusty Wallace joining us earlier, again, hanging out here in Phoenix, being a part of this big extravaganza that's going off at Phoenix Raceway. Statman, it's something that, uh, as you can hear in the interview, that he he definitely knows that there's got to be changes made. When you have someone, he's not the old guard, but he's not too far from the old guard, Statman. But when you hear him chime in when there's got to be changes, then you would think some folks – might be waking up. No. I mean, they, they, the, the, the drivers, the current drivers, uh, Dale Jr. <laughs> has been saying the racing's boring, the races are too long. They talked about it at Pocono during the race, what, four years ago. And uh, the, the NASCAR the officials put a, a kibosh on that. And Unless the people at Daytona Beach 
the, the racetrack, the NASCAR officials, until they want to do it, until they're convinced they need to do it, it's not going to change. It's the definition of insanity. Do the same thing over and over again, expect a different result. That's why I think that having a guy like Rusty Wallace say certain he doesn't beat around the bush from time to time. And you're starting to hear some of this from Jeff Gordon. And then of course, Dale Earnhardt that there there's going to be changes made. I'm just curious how it's going to happen. Given this billion dollar contract that they signed with the networks, I mean, are, are the changes going to be made? Well, wh- who did we hear it from that over the last couple of months, the TV networks have said, uh-uh, we got to, you got to give us back some of this money because it's just not, it's off. one of those people that you don't drop their name out there. It's I, right. sources. Sources. <laughs> I hate sources, but I Statman, guess you think I'd ever tell Crash me. who that source was? <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Sources say. Freak Nation coming up next hour. NHRA Pro Stock Champion. Four times over. Got himself a win in Las Vegas. Greg Anderson's going to join us. Got your Statman Scat once again in the Freak Nation. And Justin Allgaier, Xfinity Series points leader, running for his first championship in the Xfinity class. More coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a fifteen hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath your aches and pains can be washed away call right now for a risk-free quote 800-552-6851 800-552-6851 that's 800-552-6851 Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. 
so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Well, evidently, we're missing one hell of a baseball game right about now. We ain't got no TV working in this studio. I know Statman's got his black and white Sony extravaganza blowing up his mahogany love chair. Talking about a tube TV? Yeah. Tube. Yeah, well, and evidently, what is it? Alex, is, is it tied up still, bud? 7-7. Seven, seven. This is crazy, oh. man. 7-7? Seven, seven? Holy smokes. Yeah. And apparently... Fill us in, Alex. The Astros have come back twice to recover from being down from two three-run homers that the Dodgers got. Yeah, I think uh, Cody Bellinger hit a three-run homer to go up 7-4, and then uh, Jose Altuve just hit one to tie it, the bottom of the fifth. <laughs> that was The runs were going to Kershaw, but he, Kershaw was out of the game when the home run was hit. And, Statman, the thing about that is you know that your Thursday night, excuse me, Sunday night football between your Pittsburgh Steelers and Detroit Lions will still beat this incredible game. Look at what's trending on Twitter. Kershaw's number one, right. but Pittsburgh versus Detroit is number two. Deshaun Watson, number three. Lions, number four. So, yeah, three of the top four, NFL. There it is. Why is Kevin Spacey trending? Why does that have? Oh, nice. Oh, I no. see why he's trending. Yeah. I see why. I see well, the title underneath that. That'll be out tomorrow. Yep, it will. There you go. Just uh, log on to the old Twitter account and see Kevin Spacey, and you'll see why it's trending. Oh, hey, how you doing, sexy. Freak Nation? It's all about <laughs> sex and sexual advances. Coming up this hour, his name is Greg Anderson, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Las Vegas, four-time champion. Greg Anderson is going to be joining us. Also coming in here, Justin Allgaier, your Xfinity uh, points leader going for his first Xfinity championship. Been in here several times. Always good to get Justin Allgaier here in the Freak Nation. He's leading the Xfinity points by just two, two little digits. And they've got two races left as well. Texas and then Homestead. Is that right? No, Texas, oh, Phoenix, Phoenix, Homestead. That's yep. right. So they have three. Wow. Anything can happen. All right. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. We're there for you. Facebook at the website, speedfreaks.tv. Did you miss last hour's? Interview with Rusty Wallace. Well, again, you go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Or our argument on who could beat who right. in a fist-to-face 
all down, knock down, drag out fight. Oh, <laughs> owner, <laughs> owner Rick Hendrick or owner Joe Gibbs, of course, going off of the Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott fracas that ended, well, almost ended the race today in Martinsville. Yeah, Joe Gibbs owns the Toyota Extravaganza with Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Matt Kenseth, and who's the fourth? Why can I? Why am I drawing a blank? Who's I'm drawing fourth? a blank because you're drawing a blank. Kenseth. Look up, no, not Kenseth, Bush, Hamlin. That man, come on, damn it. Who owns the who? Who's the fourth Toyota? Damn. Gosh, regardless. So and Rick Hendrick, of course, owns the owns the twenty-four of Chase Elliott. So that's why we asked the question. Who would win in a toe-to-toe, fist to face brawl? A fist to face brawl. Rick Hendrick, who owns the four Hendricks cars, including Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott. And others. And Joe Gibbs, who owns the Toyota cars with Kyle Busch, Matt Kenseth, and Denny Hamlin. Did anybody take Carl Edwards' seat? Uh, Suarez. Suarez. Okay, Suarez. so that's who it is. Suarez. Yep. And overwhelmingly, the Freak Nation says, let me break some news on this for you. Oh, uh, from the Speed Freaks news desk, this just in, according to... Uh, reliable source, also known as the Speed Freaks Twitter page. Uh, the team owner that would win in a toe-to-toe, fist-to-face brawl, according to the Freak Nation, by 69% is Rick Hendrick over Joe Gibbs. Back to you, Ken. There you go. All right. That's how we roll here in the Freak Nation. 69%. Yeah. And from so an the er- Freak Nation listens to Crash Gladys because clearly I said Rick Hendrick would just kibosh Joe Gibbs and Kenny Sargent and Statman Carruthers said, no, it'd be Joe Gibbs because he has the bigger biceps. And Statman, and again, that's why I say never play blackjack with Crash. Hey, I'm winning on this poll. She will have a an 18 and the dealer has an ace showing. <laughs> she will say, hit me. No, I will not. <laughs> yes. Hey, I have personal experience with Crash. She tried to be yeah. at an auction. Yeah. <laughs> That man will buy it. I'll bid the. Yeah, yeah, I was a little hammered came, there. came home with wheels and a freaking snowmobile, man. Yeah. We got to reset, freaks. I was drunk. Speed freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined. The freaks. Uh, we are indeed welcoming in our second half of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Houston, Atlanta, and many, many more. Uh, you're welcome to the Speed Freaks, the second hour. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up this hour, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Las Vegas, Greg Anderson. NASCAR Xfinity Points Leader, Justin Allgaier. We continue our conversation about whose who's ass would kick whose ass, Rick Hendrick or Joe Gibbs. Well... We'll break some more news for you. Oh, jeez. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to ContinentalTire.com for the right tire for your righteous ride. It's ContinentalTire.com. All right, quite possibly the drama hangover from the Austin Grand Prix in Formula One motivated Max Verstappen, well, because he dominated in Mexico City on Sunday. The bigger story, though, is Lewis Hamilton. Contact with his rival title contender Sebastian Vettel on the first lap. Made for an interesting race, but 
Finishing ninth was enough to give Lewis Hamilton his fourth F1 title. Congrats, man. On to NASCAR, how about Noah Gregson? He was completely beside himself with his first top-tier NASCAR win. Noah took his first win in Martinsville on Saturday for Kyle Busch Motorsports. And, well, then boss man Kyle Busch was the winner on Sunday at the track. Yes, Martinsville, known for its rectum rockets. Just saying. Pink hot dogs. NHRA raced in Vegas. And talking about first-time wins, how about Terry McMillan in Vegas and NHRA Top Fuel? His first ever big-time win. McMillan nabbed the Wally after Brittany Force red-lit in the final. Other Vegas winners, Matt Hagen, Greg Anderson, he joins us next, and Eddie Craywick. Other news, IndyCar drivers Connor Daly and Alexander Rossi are apparently still competing in the upcoming reality show, The Great American Race. While they are international somewhere, Ed Jones signed his full-time ride with Chip Ganassi Racing. Okay, Crasher, you have you have an 18, and the dealer is showing a 5. What do you do? I have an 18. I'm going to hold no matter what. Okay. You have a 15, and the dealer is showing a 4. What do you do? If I were Kenny Sargent, I would hold because the dealer is going to have a 10 and then going to bust after that. But no, the me says, hmm, let's let's push this. <laughs> Crash Gladys is like a overweight man's fart. She can clear the table with one hand, man. <laughs> wow. Good night, Vegas. Greg Anderson coming up. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr. The semifinal. The farewell. The Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com. No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. And for my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, Wrench Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro pulling league, motocross, they're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get MAV-TV? Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at MAVTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. MAV-TV is motorsports. Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic cat spot litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it, 
It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Well, as we've been doing it for almost 18 years, Freak Nation, we're doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sarge at the website, speedfreaks.tv. Speaking of Lucas Oil, thank you guys for logging on to lucasoil.com to finding the righteous lube for your righteous ride. That's lucasoil.com. We're going to call him Mr. 90. Hopefully, we'll be able to call him Mr. 100. Greg Anderson, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Las Vegas, joining the Freaks. And go back a while on this uh, Greg Anderson, were there benchmarks in your career when you got started? Like, I just want to get to 10 or 25 or even 50? Yeah, well, I wanted to get to one. <laughs> one. I wanted to get to one. Didn't think I'd ever get to one. <laughs> and I'm at 90. I, I, it's, not even like, it's not even like real. I never had goals like that. Hell, I wanted to work on race cars all my life. I don't want to drive them. Then when I finally tried to drive and think, it's like, why am I doing this? Man, maybe I can get lucky enough to win a race one of these days be able to tell my friends i actually won a drag race 90 later pretty damn cool you can't spell greg anderson without the word humble and i'm going to ask you to be unhumble all right you ready are you ready at what point of your career did you think you know what i can do this and i can do this and win championships and be one of the best pro stock drivers ever well, you know, I, it, it, it took a few years. I'm not going to lie to you. The first two or three years was a bit ugly. And it all came down to surrounding myself with people that could get me to the winner's circle. And, and I mean by that, I mean people like Rob Downing, people like Jason Line, all the great people that I've hired over the years and that have worked for me. I wouldn't have one victory. I wouldn't have 20. I certainly wouldn't have 90 if it wasn't for those guys. That's that's a lesson that, that everybody needs to learn. This is not a one-person sport. It's not a singular deal. It's a team sport, just like all the others. And you're only as good as your team that you're surrounded by. And I am surrounded by what I feel is the best race team that's ever come through NHRA drag racing. So that's why I feel I have 90 wins, all because of them. And uh, somehow I've just not screwed it up. <laughs> well, you've got plenty of championships as well. And Greg Anderson, you've been in this very position leading the points, going into the season finale, how do you not lose sight of, oh, I'm just going to go there and just kind of, just kind of, I guess, how do you go there and continue to be on top of your game? Because you're the well, points you're, leader. You're gonna, it's easy to lose that. This year, unlike every other year, it's points and a half when we get to Pomona. They wanted to make sure, no matter what, that nobody finished the deal before we got to Pomona. They wanted to make sure every race came down to that last race at Pomona. And it's going to. There's three of us still alive. I've got a 40-point lead, but it's 30 points per round there. So if 
if I lose the, in the semifinal, Bo Butner wins the race, he's the world champion. If I lose in the second round, Jason Lyon wins the race, he's the world champion. So it's, it's nowhere near over yet. I've got to go there with the intent on winning the race. And, and I honestly believe that between the three of us, somebody's going to have to win that race to win the world championship. And I guess that's the way it should be. But certainly can't cruise in there, can't kick back, can't relax. I love the spot I'm in. I'm, I'm glad I'm leading, and that just means that everybody else has got to do a better job than I do when we get to Pomona. But one little hiccup, one little slip, and you're done. So it ain't over yet. Greg, it's going to Greg, be exciting at Pomona. Is it, yeah. is it just a product of where we are nowadays to try and keep an audience that we've got to put those little tricks, those little at the end of the season? Are you a fan of doubling up points to where it's got to go all the way to Pomona when – you might have a driver that's been winning every other freaking race all year, and he ends up losing the championship because of that little Absolutely. trick. Absolutely. Absolutely. they got the same issue going on in NASCAR. One race for it. For four cars, one race. We're Are you a fan of it, Greg? Race. Are you a fan no, of it? No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm a purist. I'm an old-time racer. I don't like that. But that's the game that they play. That's, 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 that's the rules that they put for you. They either play their game or you don't. They get off the bus. So I've got to learn to win under their rules, and that's what it is. So. Somebody's going to have to have the best race next week, and that's going to be your world champion. So I just need to make damn sure that's me. Well, that kind of answers where I was going to go with your next question because, you know, social media, everybody likes to make something out of nothing or maybe something out of something. They were all up in arms about the John Force robert Height race and saying that Force laid down so that Height could take the win. But they didn't say as much about Bo Butner possibly laying down for Greg Anderson to take the win. Now, is it because you guys are both in the title fight? Well, absolutely, and, and, and he's not going to lay down. I'm not going to lay down. Jason's not going to lay down. We don't race like that. Both shook the tires. We were trying to be a little more aggressive with both cars when we went up there for the final. The sun was kind of going down, but I had the lane choice, and it stuck. Certainly nobody took the buffet or nobody laid down. It's just we went over the line. And, you know, you saw it earlier with Drew Skillman did the same thing, and a couple other cars did the same thing, but damn competition is so tough. You can't be up there and be a sissy anymore. You can't be up there trying to be safe and calm and, and, and you know, back your down. you got to go up there aggressive. And if it sticks, it sticks. And you can look like a hero, but if it doesn't, you lose. I mean, it's just, that's the price of poker right now. It's high, high stakes, and you can't be up there being a sissy. you got to go for it every time, and I guess that's what's cool about it. But, God dang, it's, uh, it's nerve-wracking. Greg Anderson, a lot of drama in the pro stock category. The NHRA announced earlier this month that there was only going to be eight qualifiers at nine different events next year. They've since changed that and gone to the normal 16 qualifiers. Where do you stand on shortening the fields in the NHRA pro stock category? Well, obviously, certainly not anything I wanted to see. The class, I still feel the class is great. Got a lot of great competitors, way more than eight top-notch Hardcore competitors that can win races. We had nine, nine or ten race winners already this year. We don't need an eight-car field. So we've had a lot of meetings over the last couple of weeks, and, and I think we got together as a group, as a pro stock group, and, and we're all hardcore racers in this class, and we all are probably pretty selfish, and we all want what's best for us. But when this came down, we all sat down and said, "Look, boys, it's time to stop thinking about me, you." Start time time to start thinking about pro stock in general and class going forward. We need to do something different, and we need to work together on this deal. Everybody agree on what we want to do and work together on this deal. 
And it, it, we had some quality meetings with NHRA, and we were able to convince them that we didn't need to do that eight-car deal. We got plenty of, of hardcore racers that want to show up. We had no problem fielding 16 cars. and You know, there's just way more than eight competitive cars. We don't need to do that. So we uh, we convinced them we're going to make some changes in the class, going to try and make the class way more interesting going forward, and, and, and a lot of things that I hope can get forward and Chrysler back involved because it's kind of become a Chevy show. We know that's not good, so we're making plans going forward to, to get the factories back involved. We think that that needs to happen, and bottom line is what's, what's never happened in probably 50 years of pro stock racing is all the racers are working together on, on one same goal, one common goal, trying to make this class better going forward. So I guess we all kind of got got our tree shook a little bit and, and, and got a reality check and realized we had to do something different. You know, to gain the fans back, to gain the, the class car, car count back. And we think we've come up with some great ideas. So, able to convince NHRA to, to do away with the eight car fields and go back to 16. And we're going to make some other changes going forward to make the class better. So, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Greg Anderson, what is something different? What's going to happen to make the pro stock category as big and as vibrant as it once was, make it that much again? Well, I can't divulge yet because it hasn't been released publicly. We're still working out details, but it's going to be something that's going to get Ford and Chrysler back interested in the sport again, and you're going to have Ford and Chrysler cars out here next year. So that's good news, and hopefully that'll open the door even for any of more manufacturers if they want to come in, your Toyotas or whoever they want to come in. So I think we got a great plan. we just got to get it ironed out exactly with NHRA, but they're on board, and we just got to get details ironed out. So hopefully within you know, the next couple, three weeks, Hopefully, shortly after, we'll have exact details on how we're going to do this. But I'm telling you, we're all together on this deal. We're in agreement 100%, and we're going forward with it. And it's going to make ProStock better. Are you spearheading this, Greg Anderson? Well, myself and, and uh, the, the great team, the great motorsport team, and the elite motorsport team, we've kind of took command of this thing. But we've got all the races in the class involved, and everybody's up to speed on what we want to do. Everybody's in agreement. So, yeah, we're... Uh, we're going to make it happen. And, and it, it, it took, I guess, you know, shaking our tree and making us realize we got to make some changes going forward because the class has got a few issues. So we have to make it better. We're going to do it. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm more excited about the class than I've ever been for the last 15 years of what I think the future could bring to it. Greg Anderson, NHRA Pro Stock winner. His sights set on not just a championship, but making Pro Stock better. Curious what it's going to be. Is there a deadline on when you need to release? I mean, shoot, I mean, now, 2018's it, here, bro. It is, but it's difficult right now when you try to battle for championships and stuff, so we're having <laughs> meetings, but we're like, as soon as we finish up at Pomona, hopefully within the next week or two, we'll have final answers and final plans exactly how we're going to do this. No, we can't wait long. We need to get the ball rolling and get in a wheels in motion to what we're going to do, the changes we're going to make, so it won't be long. Cool. So much for Greg Anderson having an off season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> G.A., as always, buddy, good to get you in the Freak Nation. Good luck on that championship, partner. Appreciate it, buddy. going to be good next week, or two weeks, I guess it is. going to be exciting. Yes, it is. See you, man. <laughs> See you, guys. Statman, can you derive anything from what Greg Anderson unloaded on us of some of the changes that we might see for Pro Stock in 2018? No, uh, but it's the, uh, the idea of bringing in other manufacturers to race against Chevrolet, they're coming in at a disadvantage because Chevy's got how many years head start? Um, 
I've talked to people that are involved in the Toyota program, and they say Pro Stock is more expensive than some of the other things, even though oh. they have a a push rod engine uh, because the competition is so great and you have to test and all the other stuff. Um, I, I think unless there's going to be some, Oh, the word just leaped out of my head. Some weight variances uh, for people. I mean, like now uh, Pomona, the winter nationals is probably a hundred days away, whatever it is to get Ford and um, uh, Mopar there, mm-hmm. you've got to have the program laid out now. You can't come out three, four weeks from now, five weeks from now, and say you got to be ready in February to uh, race at Pomona. Uh, th- that's just not going to happen. So I-, I can't begin to imagine when he said that, my mind started to wander. The only thing I figure that they're going to have is that they've got to get some weight like they when in pro stock bike, uh, when they when the um, Harleys first came out and the Suzukis were having such a problem keeping up, they put weight uh, on the the uh, Harleys to slow them down. Maybe that's what they'll do with the Chevrolets to give the Fords and uh, the Dodges a chance to catch up. All I know is maybe because you're right. There's no way a new manufacturer can hop in the series by the the season opener in February, maybe that would be a 2019 thing, but for next year, just doing other creative marketing schemes, so to speak, to make the class maybe more enjoyable for fans. That's when he, it was telling to me when he said, we finally realized we all can't be selfish in this class. We need to come together to build this class back up together. That was interesting to me. Freak nation. Go ahead. Stat. Uh, I, I I agree, Crash, that it, it just hung out there, and I don't know what they could do uh, to make, uh, make it uh, – Ford, uh, who was the guy who was sponsored by Lucas Oil who ran Fords for one year? Fords haven't been competitive in pro stock in the NHRA for years, so they're going to have to come up with something that's, that nobody's thought of. The only thing I could think of off the top of my head right away is – some sort of weight uh, balanced, weight variance to slow down the Chevrolets. Rick Nation, a dude who's making millions of dollars a year, wrecked millions of dollars worth of equipment, apologizes. Next, Speed Fix Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. World Rallycross fans here in America were pleased to learn the series would finally make its maiden voyage to the U.S. at Circuit of the Americas next season. Coming to America is important for all sponsors and automakers in the championship, but the schedule makes the trip puzzling at best. The series comes to Canada where it's raced for each of its four seasons. That happens the first weekend in August next year, but it won't come to Coda in Texas for another eight weeks in between her stops in France and Latvia. In fact, the trips to France and Latvia and Austin, Texas are all in the month of September. I'm told the teams are okay with the strange scheduling. Apparently coming to America is worth it to those who pay the bills. At any rate, the trip to Coda might be spectacular. Not only is the venue excellent, but the track is building a separate rallycross stadium in an amphitheater setting. I wonder if global rallycross will be around long enough to race on the facility. Peace. 
Motorsports Radio, redefined. Book Club Radio. Today we're chatting with Mike Papantonio, leading trial lawyer and prolific author. His latest novel, Law and Vengeance, is a nonstop, action-packed legal thriller. We spoke with him about the book and the real-life issues that inform and inspire his writing. Out of the book Law and Vengeance, you'll see a segue. You're going to see the next book that has that's called Law and Addiction. And what it has to do with is that the pharmaceutical industry specifically the manufacturers of opioids, OxyContin, the distributors primarily. We're working with a county that was 100,000 people in the county. Uh, the opioid distributors put 3 million opioids in that county over a period of about four months. So that gives you a sense of how bad the problem is. And, and when, the, when that book hits, it's going to embarrass a lot of people. It's going to make a lot of people very angry. But it's put into a fiction as well. It's called Lawn Addiction. On the heels of the critically acclaimed legal thriller, Law and Disorder, comes Law and Vengeance, the latest novel from famed trial attorney Mike Papantonio. Law and Vengeance follows the law firm of Bergman Decatomas, who is now in the crosshairs of a weapons manufacturer. But this is not a law firm that plays by all the rules. Based on a real case, Law and Vengeance, the riveting new legal thriller by Mike Papantonio, is available wherever books are sold. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone as just a few days. So if you have knee pain, back pain, and you've tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days, or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. Anchor.fm is a great new platform that has some of the coolest audio on the planet. You'll find Rick Tittle's Comedy Spotlight and his interviews with all of today's biggest comedians, plus the best in politics, music, and more. Anchor has it all. And if you want to get in on the action, you can start your own station and be the DJ you've always dreamed of. If you're looking to launch a podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to begin. And with so many ways to interact with your listeners, you'll be destined for greatness. So check out the Comedy Spotlight and more at Anchor.fm. Rick Nation, coming up in about 10 minutes, Justin Allgaier, your Xfinity points leader, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Now, Denny Hamlin apologizes, and I'm not necessarily sure why he should be apologizing. Crash, Statman, tell me why, because the parameters that are set in NASCAR are what they are, meaning someone compared Denny Hamlin's wrecking of Chase Elliott there in the last few laps of a chop block in the NFL. And I said, well, in the chop block, you're penalized. Your ass is kicked. 
But if you bump and run somebody like Denny Hamlin did, NASCAR says, hey, man, get after it. So And wasn't it Chase? I believe it was Chase himself who bumped and ran Brad Keselowski, who was leading the race right before this melee started. So that's why I said in my tweet, I said, I've got no problem with it, given the rules that NASCAR set. That's what they are. Again, you chop block somebody, you block somebody from the back in the National Football League, you come up spikes up into the shin of a second baseman, yeah, you're penalized. There's there's repercussions, but Statman, if you're allowed to to do that, why not do it, man, when you got those millions of dollars at stake? Yeah, but if you set a pick in the NFL, uh, sometimes you get away with it and sometimes you don't uh, on a pass play. Uh, but, but at short tracks, when they're not going as fast, that was a way to get around somebody. If everybody's going the same speed, you can't pass. Dale Earnhardt perfected it. Senior perfected it. Rusty Wallace was pretty good at it, too. So, you know, you just bump him, get him a little loose, and go under him. Uh, you know, there's other ways to do it. You take the get close to him on the uh, right side, take the air off the spoiler. They lose a little bit of control, and you go around him that way. So, and blocking, and uh, that's hideous. I hate that. I, <laughs> <laughs> there's you nothing about blocking that is uh sportsman racing sportsmanship racing you know just block somebody if you if you go down and block somebody and get spun into the wall good good who needs you but you know what nascar should do stat man that brings up a good point is i don't i don't think we're letting the cat out of the bag i just might no we're not Monster trucks, Feld Motorsports, monster trucks, they have a lever, a remote on those trucks where a, a an exec, not an executive, but an official, if they see a monster truck going into the stands, heading for the stands, they can launch a missile at the truck. No, they can, <laughs> <laughs> they can they, pull them back. They can flip a switch that kills the engine of the monster truck. They can do that. They can do that with monster trucks. Maybe NASCAR. Maybe they already do that. No, but let's say don't stat, even no, start right. That. Maybe that's what they should do, Statman. Damn it! If 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 they get instead of just waiting to you know get the results on freaking Tuesday, here's the final results. No man. Hey, let's go ahead and put in a damn you know remote control inside those cars, man. If you're blocking, shut them down. Damn it. Yeah, I did. You with yeah. me, Statman? Come on, baby. No, yeah, he's I, not. I, I, I wouldn't. Be. <laughs> so, me, I think the reason why Dale, seen, Dale Jr. used to win on the the uh, uh, restrictor plate tracks was because they gave him a, a restrictor plate with a bigger hole, and he had you know <laughs> power. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if you want to compare. Get some conspiracy theories going in NASCAR. We could be here till midnight. But uh, the the point of the matter is that uh, that they, they don't they shouldn't be allowing guys. It's too dangerous to allow cars to jump back and forth on high speed tracks to block somebody else to block a whole line of cars uh, from getting around you. I I've never understood that. Why they let it get away with it? I don't know. Crasher, you see that time and time again in IndyCar, and it's even, it's more distinct with IndyCars because they're so freaking quick. And when you see a guy dart in front of the car coming up on the right or the left, it's evident that this driver's blocking. 
No, blocking is if you are specifically found to be blocking an IndyCar, you are penalized. You, yeah, yeah there's allowed, no tolerance for that. Yeah. You're I allowed mean, one move, and the second move, you get black flagged. So you can't, I mean, I know what you're saying, Kenny, but you can't come down on somebody in IndyCar. No, you can't. You can't. No, 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 I'm, I'm not saying you can't. All I'm saying is it's, it's definitive in IndyCar versus NASCAR. Uh, Freak Nation, coming up next, his name is Justin Allgaier, your Xfinity Point Series points, your official, okay, here we go. Xfinity Point Series leader. Leader will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. They've got Texas, Phoenix, and Homestead. There are what, three drivers, Crasher? Is it three drivers within 50 points? Ooh, very good question. Prep me on that next time and I'll have it ready. Cut, no, because again, it's <laughs> part of the interview. I know the top interview. two are in are within two points of each other. Got William it. Byron and Justin Allgaier. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. Also, not much motorsports. Got a few things to unload there as well. You just look at the motorsports series that are out there. and <laughs> We've seen supercross riders. We've seen superbike pilots just come over hard on a driver, excuse me, on a rider that's about to eclipse them in the, in the lead and just... Short of taking a freaking taser to their ass to get them off the bike. <laughs> yeah, that's where it's most evident is in two wheel, without yeah. question. I see drag racing do that every now and then. Huh? Let's get in front of a funny car. No! <laughs> Three hundred and thirty miles. Yeah, hey, come on, man, Sorry. get out of the way. Slow down. No. no. <laughs> Whatever. Running for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and talking to him about babies. That's Justin Allgaier next. Speed Freaks Piss Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Looking for more performance out of your car or truck? Looking to do it without breaking the bank? Then look no further than Lucas Octane Booster. Just one little bottle can increase the boost from your turbocharger while promoting a clean fuel burn for lower emissions. Lucas Octane Booster is a genuine engine performance enhancer that is safe for turbos, oxygen sensors, and catalytic converters. It stops the knocks while raising MPG and high compression engines. Not bad from one little red bottle. Welcome to beautiful Phoenix Raceway. We're just moments from the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal. But all eyes are on one man, the people's champion, Dale Earnhardt Jr. The semifinal. The farewell. The Can-Am 500, November 10th through the 12th. Guarantee your seats now at phoenixraceway.com. Hey, cat owners, stop 
killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic catspot litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you, and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor-eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. You're back with the Freaks. Brought to you by good friends at Continental Tire. You log on to ContinentalTire.com to find the righteous rubber for your righteous ride. Sports car, sedan, SUV, a big-ass minivan. You go to ContinentalTire.com. His name is Justin Allgaier, Xfinity Series pilot, running for the championship, making your rounds through the next several cities where the Xfinity Series is going to be running, specifically now in Phoenix. Talk a little bit about Phoenix and that track itself, what it means to drivers, because it's such a different track. In other words, it's not cookie cutter. So, you know, Phoenix Raceway is one of those places that the very first time I made laps here, it's just one of those those racetracks that it's incredible. Um, I had speed and I, and I was comfortable the very first laps, and and that just translated into good finishes. And you know, for me, um, I, I love the fact that this racetrack is so different uh, from one end to the other. The shape of it is so different. It really your car is never at 100%. So as a driver, you know, you have to get up on the wheel and kind of manhandle um, the the differences that you have from one end to the other. And and whoever whoever kind of whoever kind of does that the best, I think you know, is ultimately usually who comes out with a, a solid finish and, and a good day. And, and for me, um, I've been very lucky to drive great race cars there and, and have a lot of fun, and, and the results show it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back there in a couple weeks. Phoenix somewhat defined at least a part of your schedule this year, or at least your season, I should say. With you taking the win, you weren't needing to worry as much about points over the summer, and then you guys were able to test different things with the car However, I've seen drivers and their teams do some testing when they know they don't have to worry about points, and it really backfires on them. How do you feel your summer went overall? Well, I think our summer went great. You know, we were able to try some different things, uh, but one of the, the things that I love about Junior Motorsports that, that really, I think, sets our race team apart from everywhere else is just the camaraderie and, and the openness that we have with each, with each other and the teams. And, and, you know, if we wanted to try something and we felt like at the end of practice we were just out in left field, you know, we could we could go look at the notes of the the one or the nine or the or the five and and feel like we were right back in the ballpark, and and really vice versa. You know, if we tried something and it worked, um, our other teammates could could kind of go more collectively towards what we were doing. And and I think for us, we learned a lot, not only about our seven team, but just as, as a company as a whole. You know, we we've made our program extremely better. Um, just really happy and really proud of these guys and, and how far we've come over the course of the season. And getting that win early, though, was, was huge um, to, to having, a, you know, the successful summer that we've had. I, I really feel like 
Well, Justin, I'm going to ask this next question because you are the points leader, so we have the liberty to ask questions like this. Who made the biggest mistake this summer, and who can you point the finger at and say, I will never take advice from you again? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, honestly, um, I don't know that there's one person. You know, I think we we collectively tried a lot of different things um, as a a whole. You know, we we felt like, you know, we were all on board with all the changes that we made. Uh, You know, the, the one thing that I will say is I probably made some mistakes this summer, um, trying different things, you know, trying different lines, trying to really understand what the limits were. You know, I, you know, as drivers, we talk all the time about knowing the limits of the track and knowing the limits of the car, but do we ever really test that, right? Like, I mean, hmm. nobody wants to crash. And, and so for me, I probably went over the edge a few times, but on the grand scheme of things, uh, I, I think that it's made me a, a hundred times better racer. You know, I feel like I understand the cars better now. I feel like I understand the limits. Of, of where we're at better now. And, and, and also too, I think my crew chief uh, and my engineers and, and all the guys that work on our car, I think they understand the limits better because of it. And, and so for that, I, I feel like that's been a huge, huge gain for, for our season more than anything. So what, what ultimately I could put on my shoulders and say, Hey, we made some mistakes and probably kept us from leading the regular season points at the end of the year um, has, has really put us in the, the position we're in today of being able to lead the, the playoff series points. And, and hopefully you know, knock on wood, we, we make it all the way to Homestead and, and go through and, and, you know, win the race at Homestead and, and win a championship. That'd be the, the ideal way to end the season. Justin Allgaier, you're the NASCAR Xfinity points leader right now, but you're only two points ahead of William Byron and 11 points ahead of Elliot Sadler. What have you learned about them during this season that will help you stay ahead of them as the season comes to a close? Well, you know, I think, number one, I think William is is – an unbelievably talented race car driver. It's incredible to see his rise in a short amount of time. Uh, but also with that, you know, obviously having that inexperience of being at the racetrack every week. And, and you know, we've been trying to help him. Elliot and I both, um, you know, have, have really tried to, to, to dig in and say, okay, how do we make William a better race car driver? Because ultimately, um, you know, as a teammate, that's your job, right? We've, mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to have great teammates in the past that have, that have given me their, their playbook, if you will, and how to make things better and, and what you need to do in certain situations. Um, so, you know, I hope I don't get beat by my own advice. But on the flip side of it, uh, when I walk out of the, the gate at Homestead, if I finish first or last, you know, I'm, I'm happy with who I am as a person and, and the help that I've given William. And if that propels him to a, to a uh, championship, then i got to do a better job of working harder um, on my own craft and, and, and doing a better job. Uh, and then Elliot, you know, Elliot's one thing that I, I will give Elliot uh, is, is incredible on is, is the consistency. You know, this year they've they've had extreme amount of consistency and they've been really good every week. Uh, but you know, the the good news is for us is that we've been able to we've been able to beat them on speed at, at some of the racetracks. So, you know, I think from a driver standpoint that helps. But listen, I I, I firmly believe that that you know I, I said at the beginning of the year I thought we could get all four cars in for the final four at Homestead. Um, that's not going to happen, obviously. But I, I firmly believe that the three of us can, can be battling it out for a championship at Homestead. We have the cars that are capable of doing it, and we have the drivers that are capable of doing it. I think we have the teams that are capable of doing it. And, and as a driver, um, that makes it fun because I know going into the race, when we start when we start and the green flag drops at Homestead, I know what they've got in their cars. I know you know what, what they're up against, the same as what I'm up against, and the playing field's even, and, and it's just my job to go out there and try to do what I can to, to, to beat them and, and whatever that uh, – whatever that entails. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Justin Algar, you're competing for a championship in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. 
What are you getting from the junior motorsports program that you're not getting from some of the other drivers you've run for in the past? You know, it's funny you should ask that because we were just, my dad and I were having this discussion not long ago. And and it's so funny because I, I feel like, you know, looking back on my career now, if I was going back to Penske Racing uh, today and starting over, I feel like the success level could be so much greater than what it was, right? But it took that experience and leaving there to realize the things that I had learned and the things that I needed to learn. And then I went, you know, to Turner Scott Motorsports and then, you know, ultimately to H. Scott Motorsports and, and you know, the, a lot of the same team ownership and a lot of the same people were involved in, in both of those organizations. Um, so I really feel like this is, this is technically like my third team that I've been with. Um, but on the flip side of it, you know, it's taken all of those people and that, that amount of time and, and those experiences to put me in the position where I'm at right now. So, uh, you know, I, I think our team is great. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not great at all, but I feel like I'm in the best position I've been as far as, you know, understanding what, what that looks like and, and how to, to give my team the best feedback and how to, how to, you know, handle myself on and off the racetrack. And so um, this team is just, you know, the thing that I love about them is, is it's the, it's the biggest small team you'll ever see. Right. I mean, we don't, we don't have, um, you know, an insane amount of employees. We don't, we don't have, um, you know, probably all the resources that, that a lot of people think we do. Uh, but we do everything very well. We, we take every, every detail of the race car and we perfect it. And that's where junior motorsports, I feel like has excelled for me, um, personally uh, as much as anything but but as a whole you know the attention to detail is is great and it, it really makes a difference how much does dale jr have his hands on these teams a lot you know the thing that i love about dale is is that you know dale's relevant in the sport he understands the sport very well um you know he's he's grown up in the sport and, and as is kelly um you know she understands the sport as much as anybody from a business standpoint that i've ever seen and, and you take that and you say, okay, you've got people that, that have experiences and, and have knowledge that, that, that one would only dream of having, right? And typically, you know, car owners aren't race car drivers. They, they may have been at some point in their career, but, but they haven't been in a while. Um, you know, they're, they're not out there doing it every week. They're not, they're not as invested uh, from a driving standpoint. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Mr. Hendrick and, and Mr. Gibbs and Mr., Mr. Childress and, you know, you name the list on down the line they're all great at business and they're all great at team ownership and, and they're very, very good at that. But uh, it's very interesting to have a car owner that, that is also a, you know, semi-current driver. Obviously he's going to step out of the seat at the end of the season, but um, you know, he understands the struggle we go through. He understands, he understands the trouble, the trouble on the business side that they go through. And, and he's, he's really able to merge those all together and, and give good feedback to what, what areas we need to be working on and what areas we can say, hey, that really doesn't matter. And, and you can kind of give that up, and, and it's not going to affect the team adversely. And, and that's all stuff that, as a driver, you could only, you could only wish for. Did you ever think that you would be giving Dale Earnhardt Jr. daddy advice? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, uh, I'm so happy for Dale and Amy. You know, they, if, if you've ever been around them at all, when they're, you know, together, it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, I, I look at it a lot like my wife and I, you know, we have a great relationship and it's, you know, we're best friends before, before anything. And, and Dale and Amy are the exact same way. You know, they're, they're just great people. And to see them uh, get to be welcoming a, a little baby girl into the world, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to have a daughter of my own. And, 
it's a, it, it changes your life, man. It, it, it's incredible to see what, what kids can do to you and, and how they change in, in your perspective on life. Um, it's funny, though, because I feel like having a daughter has made me a better race car driver. Dale Jr. is not going to have that opportunity to, to figure that out. So um, I'll be interested to see, you know, what his thoughts are and, and what direction, uh, you know, fatherhood takes it. But I'm definitely uh, really happy for those guys. Justin Allgaier running for the Xfinity NASCAR Championship, joining the Freaks. Buddy, it's always fantastic when you're on the Freak Nation. We'll see you out here in Phoenix. Sounds good, guys. We'll see you in a few weeks. You know, Statman, it sounds like Justin Allgaier is coming from those ARCA series wins with this conversation. I mean, Allgaier, well, how old is his daughter? Four years old? Three years old, Crasher? I think she just turned four. Damn, he still looks like he is 17 years old. He's much older than four himself. <laughs> 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 He is such a nice guy, though. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, he does look young. He's, he's one of those guys that's always been generous and kind enough to come in the Freak Nation, never any issue. So it's uh, we'd have no problem with that bitch winning a wait, Freak wait, wait. championship. What did he tell us once? He was in the airport headed – oh, no, he had just gone through TSA, and off Mike Kenny, you had asked him something <laughs> like, oh, did you get a frisk down or something through TSA just now? And he goes, oh, no, no, I'm so, I look so young that they even let me keep my shoes on. They think I'm a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not much, much motors, motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or oh, helio. Not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. The douchebags. Lose. Not much motorsport. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Phoenix Raceway, phoenixraceway.com. The Can-Am 500 coming to Phoenix, Arizona. Make your plans now to see Dale Earnhardt Jr. run the 88 for the last time at Phoenix Raceway. You go to phoenixraceway.com. Now, if NASCAR was like college basketball, some teams might offer this dude a future scholarship or even a sponsorship. Scholarship. Mm-hmm. This 10-year-old Ohio boy, stat man, he's been charged with felony fleeing and looting and eluding after allegedly <laughs> leading police and state troopers on a 45-mile pursuit that reached speeds of 100 miles an hour. Oh. Uh, the reason the 10-year-old gave up, he was just bored. He was just bored. Dude. Yep. He does need give him a F1 super license now. He could be the next yeah. American in Bam! Formula One. <laughs> Gene Haas. Hey, we got your guy. He would, never, he would never work in NASCAR, though, because if he, can't, if he gets bored after 45 minutes. Five <laughs> <laughs> hour <laughs> um, The boy took his mother's boyfriend's red car from their Cleveland home on Thursday and led police on a high-speed interstate pursuit that continued with state troopers chasing him on the Ohio Turnpike. Oh, my God, this would be greatness. At one point, a trooper pulled up next to the boy and motioned him to stop. The boy shook his head and sped up. Damn, man, this is a movie. The racing prodigy also showed keen reflexes for high-speed improvisation and evasion of road hazards. Dash cam video from Ohio State Highway Patrol shows him maneuvering into a ditch to avoid spike strips and continuing on the opposite side of a metal barrier. The pursuit ended 
when a trooper nudged the car into a sign on a grassy berm and boxed him in from returning on the roadway. Officers raced to the car and demanded the boy roll down the window and get out, where he proceeded to kick at troopers and spit on them off camera. The boy also told the officer he stole the car because he was bored while waiting for his sister to take him to school that morning. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We laugh now, man. Till Henley. Exactly. That's probably how he learned how to do all that stuff through the video. Right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Big show, Freak Nation. I actually did just tweet the Haas F1 team saying, here's your future American truck. (laughs) 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 Just saying. You said they need experience early, so nab this guy while you can. That is fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, go to the Twitter page of Speed Freaks and vote right now. Joe Gibbs versus Rick Hendrick. Who would win in an ass-whooping contest? Joe Gibbs or Rick Hendrick? And the move that Denny Hamlin made on Chase Elliott. Are you down with it? You can also vote at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Again, you missed the show. You go to speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Always monitor our Twitter account and our Facebook page. And, of course, speedfreaks.tv. For San Francisco, Per Scott, and everybody else part of this big old thing, Alex, Triple F, Stat, Crash, I'm Kenny Sarger. Remember, shoot the juice to the moose and Stat Man. Cut it loose. Dip. Motorsports Radio, redefined.